0: This is The First Time, Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series. Every show, we invite a group of storytellers to talk about different firsts and pick a song to go with it. The theme of this show was First Pass, recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center with music by The First Time 3. Here's your host, Jen Sedini. Our next guest, someone I love, big fan. This is C. Russell Price. They are a poet that I have seen about. We have, I, I occasionally stumble into things like experimental drone music or queer poetry, and I have seen Russell perform and they're great. Um, their debut poetry collection, oh, you thought this was a date, Apocalypse Poems, was published by Northwestern University Press, and their chat book, Tonight We Fuck the Trailer Part Out of Each Other, was adapted into a YouTube web series. They work with the Chicago Poetry Center, the Anarchist Review of Books, and the Ragdale Foundation when not landscaping with Kimora, I think the landscaping company, also a plant savant, and beloved by my dog Alvin. Give it up for C. Russell Price.
1: I'm the weird girl. So I'm going to do a visual description for those of you at home. I'm 6'2", 180 pounds of almond milk because I'm lactose intolerant. I'm wearing a teal pleather vest that was gifted from a dead woman and a t-shirt from Target with TLC that says no scrubs. Thank you. This piece is called The Moon Is Always Late and The Sun Is Always Waiting. This is a quick trigger warning in case you need it. There are sex, drugs, profanity, Leo season, and the French. (laughs) Just to start this off, this really isn't the start of anything. This is just a story that spans seven years and an entire continent. Flashback. I'm 26 and 364 days crashing at a friend's place in Bushwick, New York, New York, for a poetry reading. I'm pre gaming in the shower, belting Amy Winehouse's album back to black in its entirety. I slug myself into the living room, wearing nothing but some booty shorts and a slut top, and standing in front of me is a woof alicious bearded short king. In the movie that is my life, here comes that crescendo, here's that, come, uh, that soul music underscore baby, here's somebody significant standing in front of you and you know it, me. How long have you been here? Them, since the beginning. Me, oh fuck. You're the French sexually liberated roommate, Louis. Them, (laughs) oui. Bitch. If we could smoke inside, one of us would have lit something. I stood there with a little frog in my throat, knowing that this is gonna get good, good, and somebody's gonna get hurt. On the rooftop that night, during an impromptu party, they pull me aside and pass that Dutch and say, Would you like to see the air conditioning unit over there? And I chalk it up to, well, that's a European for you. I mean, they just chalk, you know, cooling systems like a unicorn. <laughs> they grab my hand, lead me away, and we fuck against the AC unit while all our friends are just over there eating Udo's. And there was this blue tarp, see, flipping Over the roof next door, it was a smear of the quotidian, a bright blue flake amidst all that dank providence. It was essentially our lives. It was shaken. At midnight, I hurtled myself into my 27th year, hoping that the gnawing never goes away, that the summer fling gets some legs, a green card, and a plane ticket. A few months go by, and I get a text from Frenchie's best friend, her. So I think you need to know something dot, 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 about why Louis left France and is living stateside undocumented. Me, Zidolo! Are they a murderer? A cyber terrorist, please, for the love of fuck, say a professionally trained anarchist art forger hell bent on destroying the academy. Her? No. They are a baron. Baron, baron. He's a fucking noble bee. I find the castle on Google Maps and the family crest. Two blue fish kissing. I trace their nobility with sweat running down my face like I was prepping to yoink the declaration of independence. I say to myself, don't brag bitch, keep this to yourself. When Frenchie and I are on a phone call, we talk like we both have our secrets. We've been doing this apart thing for a year. We start planning a summer rendezvous. I tell them about Lake Michigan and its oceanic effect and how there are waves regardless of the moon's presence. Something poetic and bullshit about distance. A bus takes almost 20 hours from them to me. We could have another summer day if we wanted. I hadn't even finished picnic shopping when I started raiding trains and buses out of New York. We postpone our rendezvous. During the last normal spring before the pandemic, I'm flown to the Big Apple for some bougie riding shit. I meet... Luigi, after a gala wearing my blue suit and we are at it in a swanky hotel like bloodhounds fueled with a bad touch. I am so full of myself, so demanding. I say, I'm gonna try my best not to be poor anymore. I'll figure something out for us, fancy. I put on the freakin' playlist I made for our last night, Cardi B, Jungle Pussy, Miss Nino (laughs) Somo. The AC is blasting on our furry parts in friction. Even the bodega man the next morning could tell something was really getting serious. (laughs) COVID hits and my cat, Jack Xanax Daniels dies. Yeah, don't you feel like shit now. I am the loneliest I have ever been. Luique plans weekly virtual movie nights. Luik says they love me, and once everything calms down, we'll be together. We agree love gets really fucking messy under capitalism and the threat of deportation. I just need something to get me out of this mess, and if it's a torrid romance with a French secret baron, bitch, I'll take it. It's a Thursday in February, and I open Instagram, and there in the refreshed feed, I know my God is a funny one, because there is Loic with a ring. And somebody who looks unnervingly like me kneeled before them. There's a light snow in their engagement photo. And I, a lifelong petty bitch, hope somebody's knees got wet. <laughs> a phone call on an encrypted app. Me, who the fuck is that bitch giving you a ring? Them, oh, he is my best Judy. Judy. This is a marriage of engagement. This means I can get my green card and come see you. Me, I've told you since the rooftop I'd marry you if only I could afford New York, them, but it is easier. I can come to Chicago now. I can come see you whenever we want. (laughs) Me, with all the strength of a jilted woman on the precipice of a breakthrough, it should have been me. I don't want to see you anymore. Cardi's voice, echoing, dial, tone, click. Over the next year, they'll get married and go all over this fucking country. I'll throw myself into the dead arms of butterflies. I'll say I love you and hope someone says it back. All my friends disappear. Or die from Odin or murder, or some just walked out and never came back. Louis and the arranged marriage husband trollop through New Orleans while I write a book about the doomsday. It is not lost on me that a secret engagement is a symbol of an Armageddon. I pet my little heart in a dark apartment. I drink in the moonlight, I watch the weather. Fast forward to literally two weeks ago. At lunch with coworkers, I confess that I am waiting for the catastrophe of my personality to become interesting and and modern again. And then I'm just a few days away from my 35th birthday and then every morning for a long, long time, I've woken up wanting something magical to happen. That at one point, I came to life prepared to be amazed, and I wasn't. That lately, it's felt like a decade of incessant rain after a few days of just blue skies. Facebook is like, what up, sappy bitch? Time to fuck your shit up. And here's a memory, the anniversary of the AC unit, rooftop, fuck. So I text Louis after a year and a half of no speaking. Happy seven years with a photo of us necking, the blue tarp waving in the foreground. They respond immediately with a selfie in Old Town. Me, Loic, are you fucking serious? Loic, oui. <laughs> bon anniversaire à toi means happy birthday to you, if you don't speak French. I race home to deep condition my hair. I get cute, cute, and chalk outside my apartment building. Bienvenue à Chicago, Louis. I meet them at the train station, standing, cooling, smoking, as if I'm inside Nico's these days. In the movie of my life, this is exactly how it went. And we played ourselves, and there was a long shot of us walking down Devon holding hands and then a fish eye to us ripping each other's clothes off as if we had just returned home from a brutal war abroad. I wanted magic, and here it was surprising me at my doorstep leaving their arranged marriage husband at the Airbnb. You can laugh at that, that's fucked up. (laughs) I treated Luik that week like a poem I wanted to show everyone. We talk about another rendezvous with my dead arm under their weight. I make breakfast and gather fresh herbs from my garden to show what a provincial bad bitch I am. Now they're emptying their wallet over bagels to show me all their souvenirs from their tour across the US. I'm looking at them like a painting. I'm looking at them like a dog in love with whatever is on the side of their mouth. Loic. And here is my hard CTA pass. I threw away my first pass. It was temporary. And now. I have a legit one, so I can come back to you, me. So when you come back to me, will you be back for good? Will we be able to be alone together? The kitchen goes quiet. The AC humming in the background. I know something has changed. There's now some distance between us. For a long time, I wanted what Taylor Swift sung about, someone to take me out, then take me home. And I said what I wanted and was met with the promise of being a long-term, long-distance, low-commitment, casual girlfriend. We make out outside the Airbnb while the arranged marriage husband packs. This is fucking weird. (laughs) Louis hands me a bottle of gently used poppers, proving that they were with someone else while they were with me. And it breaks my heart. A rush, then a confession. For seven years, I know you've been nobility, and they ask about the crest, and I say yes, 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 I have seen two blue fish kissing. Riding the train home alone in the throes of a post-Lala crowd, I let that fantasy evaporate. I stood on the platform, my hair waving like a fucking blue tarp, and accepted the curt truth that sometimes people are just dopamine and alcohol. That being loved poorly is not the same as being unloved. That the moon is always late and the sun is always waiting. And maybe that's why the moon is so fucking beautiful. Because it's so fucking far away. I was tired of keeping my missing to myself. I was in love because I just kept getting passed over like a newscaster, I said aloud to no one on the street on my walk home alone. Live from the scene of another devastating heartbreak, sources say this truly was not the start of anything. Citizens are urged to remain calm. The speech is coming back and with a vengeance it seems. Thank you.
0: Just To start this off This isn't the start of anything Just a song that I can sing to you but Standing in a graveyard A presumably dead arm popped through the grass And who doesn't talk about that Honey, you are nothing to me But alcohol and dopamine Dying on the sofa And I barely know the time
1: like an old man, I say, I
0: reckon, love you for a millisecond. But I don't wear a Racho Rolex. My brain's a toddler roller skating down a hill. I took a spill and ran into a tree and suffered minor injuries. Honey, you are nothing to me. Don't call people anything thought to be so sweet. i'm just being bitchy nearly everyone skipped me over on our twilight hour meet and greet one coffee table theater scene disregard that soaring chick back there in the corner i'd rather let the poor kid sleep but he's tripping balls he's tripping testes lsd post wisdom teeth got lost in the shower And he barely knows the hour. I want to know your passwords without changing them in preferences and all the childhood streets and DC's pests that they're referencing. And in the box, I'll type, I know all the numbers to try. I want to know the lyrics you think of when you're high. And I'm in love with strangers who I've never even seen. I'm in love with weird cut bangs and sweaters swaying kind of awkwardly. And I'm in love with fresh air friends from overheated houses till I Uber up a giant park and dump my body on my dorm bed, honey, you are nothing to me. I don't call people anything thought to be so. coming back vengeance, it seems. And all these pretense spouses are just a happy storybook that will turn to stark nonfiction the time it took for me to notice that I'm old, which means First Time is hosted by Jen Sedini with production by Bobby Evers, Andy Vasoyan, and executive director Julie Miller. The podcast is edited by Andy Vasoyan with songs performed by The First Time 3. You can find this and other Chirp podcasts and interviews at chirpradio.org/podcasts.